This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Dustin Goodwin. He's in the HR industry, specifically in the software as a service space, looking to increase his revenue. So congratulations, Dustin, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday on the show to build your idea. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning, good morning. You're gonna enjoy our guest today. His name is Josh Reeves. And listen, Josh believes in the power of software to solve complex problems and co-founded Gusto to help every business in the world put people first. Josh was selected for the 2012 Forbes 30 Under 30 list and is a regular contributor to Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Business Insider. Prior to co-founding Gusto, Josh was the CEO and co-founder of Unwrap, a SaaS startup which was acquired in 2010, and he began his career as an er early employee at Zazzle. Josh holds a BS and MS in electrical engineering from Stanford University, where he was a Mayfield Fellow and a recipient of the Terman Engineering Award. Josh, are you ready to take us to the top? I am indeed. All right, it's great so, to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. This is going to be a lot of fun. Let's jump in first. Unwrap. What year did you found that in and what did that, what that do? Yeah, Unwrap was a business that we started in 2008, right when the Facebook platform launched. And uh, it was a business that was helping, at that time, small businesses tap into this new ecosystem. And so we had an app publisher platform. Think of it as a way to help people that are non-technical build apps on Facebook. And that business was acquired in 2010, but the journey was very formative and um, helpful for me in understanding kind of how we wanted to build Gusto uh, over the last few years. And how old were you when you created that business? Um, I was, let's see, 2008. So I was 25 years old when we started that company. Very good. And what did, who did you sell to? Which company? Um, We sold to a company named Context Optional. They were acquired by Efficient Frontier and then they were acquired by Adobe. So a lot of big fish (laughs) eating smaller fish in that journey. But um, the main part of that journey was really more the the lessons part, but um, it was a really healthy two-year chapter for me. That was one of those you have to decide when you want to earn and when you want to learn. And that was a learn for you. Yeah, I describe it as although we were financially successful, when I think back in retrospect, it was a very reactive business. You know, we were making a few thousand dollars a day in ad revenue when we got started. We had over 40 million users. But when I thought back to what is the real problem we're solving, um, what can this do over the next 5, 10, 20 years? And when I was looking to hire and build a team, uh, there was something missing. And so a lot of that um, thinking towards, you know, what is this purpose? What is the problem? How are we actually benefiting the customer in a meaningful mm-hmm. way? Um, were things that were on my mind. And that was why when we did have acquisition offers for the company, we chose that route versus continuing to build it as an independent business. So you sold that in 2000 and what, what was it? What would that have been? 2000? 2010. 2010, yeah. yeah. 2010. And uh, what was it public? What you guys sold it for? Um, financials are not disclosed. Again, healthy, you know, and proud of what we did on the financial side, but um, mostly as a learning experience to really influence what I was going to do next, which is what Gusto is all about. Before we talk to Gusto, give me like a general sense, more, more or less than we'll call it 5 million. 
Oh yeah, we never actually we're not disclosing on the financial side, but okay. um, I can definitely speak to like, you know, I was raised in the Bay Area. My parents are both teachers. Um, I feel very fortunate. This is very much a first world problem to talk about the financial component. Um, it gave me the ability to pay for my brother's college tuition. How about that? Oh, very. Hey, that's great. That's a good. <laughs> that's for the best answer. That's the best non-answer I've had to that question. Let's put it like that, Josh. <laughs> that's good. Let's talk about Gusto. So, what? First off, what gave you the idea, and what does Gusto do? Yeah, we got started about four years ago and launched three years ago. Um, and what we do is help teams build. Um, companies or managers build great teams and help people do their best work. What that means is payroll, HR, benefits, health insurance, et cetera. Um, but how we got into this space was actually from what we were just talking about. I have two co-founders. Each of us had had these prior companies, and we had all experienced that pain of using other systems, doing it in a fairly manual way. And besides our own frustration, we actually each have family that have helped to run small businesses for quite some time. And um, basically, those experiences gave us some perspective on a problem. And that's how I describe uh, the essence of our type of business, which I think of as a mission-driven business. We didn't kind of start a company to find a problem to solve. We're solving this problem by building a business. And in our case, there's some huge stats out there. Like, of the 6 million companies in the U.S., every year, about a third of companies get fined for incorrectly doing their payroll taxes. Hmm. Um, That was shocking to us. It's kind of crazy to think that there's that many folks doing it. Um, by hand, making mistakes, um, facing penalties. And we knew that it didn't have to be that way. We wanted to use technology to help fix that problem. And so, so is the tool, let's kind of break this down. Is it a software as a service? Is it kind of a monthly subscription business? And yeah, so the way to think about, um, we have, it's a software as a service. Um, we give folks a chance to partner with us. And there's really two main things we do for them. One is we hopefully bring them peace of mind because we're doing all their taxes, all their filings, all of their direct deposits, all their insurance setup, all of these really complex processes that usually take a lot of time and a lot of headache. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it for them automatically in software. And I always describe it as, you know, a business owner isn't better off by signing their name on the fifth document for the government in a different color pen, right? They have to get the document signed. They have to get the payment completed. It has to be done accurately. But this is really a a distraction from focusing on the most important part of their company, which is their team and their customer. And so we do one part there, which is automating all that complex pieces. But the other part of what we do is, is help you build your company where, you know, what we're doing in our product is you're adding new employees, you're uh, showing appreciation for their hard work, you're seeing who you work with, this people side of how you run your business. If you've seen the movie Office Space, you know what I'm talking about <laughs> in terms of um, a lot of companies that I think end up feeling very, very sterile. We wanted to build a product, a piece of software um, that actually treated a human being like a person, not like a human capital or a human resource. And so uh, it's a monthly subscription. We have now over uh, 25,000 small businesses spread across the country, um, over half a percent of all employers in America um, using the product, partnering with us. Are those, are those uh, just are those free users? I know you have a trial. Are those paid customers? Oh, those are all paid customers. Mm-hmm. So we give folks a one or two month free trial when they start mm-hmm. and over 98% convert from the free trial to being a paid customer. Wow, so I that's think impressive. Uh, we're proud of it. Why is um, it so high, Josh? That's really high. It's very high because if you think about it, once someone gets set up, you know, that trust piece is so important. They're giving us their EIN, their bank number, their routing yep. number, and then we're starting to process payroll debit from their account. So once we're doing that for them, they're very much um, already committed to working with us. And so after the free trial expires, um, 
again, 98% plus continue using our product. And that's when we start earning our revenue. And, and on average, I'm curious how this kind of the team size of these 25,000, are they, is there typically, you know, are these two person teams? Are they five person teams? How, how many, what's the average number of seats per team? Yes, we don't disclose average, but I would say it's a broad swath. Um, right now, one to 100 employees is our sweet spot. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of one person, five person companies, but we also have now companies, 25, 50, 100 employees in size spread across the entire country. So every zip code, every geography, um, every industry, bakeries, flower shops, cafes, churches, hotels, uh, you name it. And what would a five person company pay you? A lot of folks listening in are potentially running five to 10 person companies. Yeah. So our pricing, it's actually very simple. It's $29 a month for the company and $6 per employee. So a five person business is going to be uh, $59 a month and that's for everything. There's no quarterly filing fee. There's no annual filing fee. There's no direct deposit fee. There's no W-2 processing fee. We think in general, there's a shift towards transparent, simple pricing, mm -hmm. uh, especially in financial services. And it's a good thing for the customer because all too often, it's very complex for you to even find out what the cost is. If anyone goes to our homepage, you just literally you know, enter in how many employees you have. We tell you the monthly fee and it only changes based on how many employees you have inside your company. So as you're kind of building a software company, you know, we had Hayton Shaw on talking about Kissmetrics versus Crazy Egg and one, they decide to bootstrap, one, they decide to raise capital. You just did a fairly hefty round in December. You, I, I think it's public. How much did you guys raise then? Yeah, we did a, a kind of an insider round, $50 million, but the company in aggregate has raised about $136 million. And what does insider round mean just for the listeners? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we've, we've done um, basically two rounds in the past, Series A, Series B. Um, we still had 50 million in the bank in December. And basically, um, some of our existing investors were really excited about how we were doing and were interested in putting in additional capital. And so we basically uh, set terms and then uh, welcomed them in as uh, increased kind of investors in the business. So did I follow that? Or you basically had 50 million in the business. You had no need to raise capital, but you were able to agree on great terms and just put another 50 in because it made a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So in, for us, it's really about right now leaning really hard into um, hiring on the engineering and product side because we have a lot to build. We recently launched health insurance. It's a really great product. We're excited to be expanding it across the country. And as we hire more heavily into the engineering product area, we wanted to make sure that we could keep you know, betting on the future, keep building towards what we know is going to be better for our customer. And there's just a lot more work for us to do there. And how big is the team now? Our uh, company today is about 300 people. Well, all in San Francisco? Um, we're actually in San Francisco and Denver. Okay. Oh, Denver. I'm sure there's cost advantages for the Denver team, right? <laughs> um, I joke sometimes. I'm a Bay Area native, love San Francisco. Everywhere in the world today is actually more affordable than San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Denver really wasn't about cost as much as just wanting to have a separate base of a place where a lot of people are eager to live. There's 2,000 people a week moving to Colorado mm -hmm. from all over the U.S. And so we wanted to have two bases. SF and Denver will have every team in the company in both locations. And we're growing, we're growing in both locations. Right now, um, over 275 members of Gusto are still in San Francisco. That team will continue growing. Um, but we're excited to now be ramping in Denver as well. And when did you, did, did you and your co-founders sit down at some point and decide, you know what, we're going to go ahead and and jump into the, the kind of the VC route on this versus bootstrapping? And if so, do you remember kind of why you decided to go aggressively down the VC side? Yeah, I have a lot of, I guess, a couple of thoughts to share on the fundraising side. Um, first, I, I think if, if a founder is building a business for the long term, and I feel 
honored, privileged, and uh, my ideal would be to spend the rest of my life building Gusto to its full potential. It's not really a job for me as a a chance to do something I really love in solving this problem for lots of businesses. Um, Then I really think of fundraising as hiring. It's about finding which people we want to have involved. And so our seed round, which we did in 2012, we actually had several different VC firms offer, and we actually declined all VC firms. We did a seed round um, with about 20 CEOs, and it was all individuals. And today, we've done that in every round. We have about 75 CEOs and executives as angel investors in the company, and they've been incredibly valuable sounding boards. It's the CEOs of Dropbox and Eventbrite and Evernote and Stripe and founders of PayPal and Mint and Ever- um, and a whole bunch of great companies. Um, we didn't do an institutional round until our Series A. And so for our business, I think of, again, financing is not the goal. Um, the goal is what you do with the capital. Um, we were really excited at our Series A to welcome uh, General Catalyst and Kleiner Perkins as investors because we wanted to keep building out the product, um, keep building out this future. My advice to founders is, um, again, business businesses should be sound. They should have good gross margin. They should have effective financials. But if you can think about collapsing time or you can do something in three years instead in one year in a cost-effective way, you know, that's why the, the venture capital industry exists, to venture capital to a business to go achieve that goal. But maintaining discipline to those cost targets, to those revenue targets, to those uh, margin targets, I think, is what can easily be lost in sometimes the uh, hype cycle that develops in Silicon Valley. I've been here my whole life. There's always ups and downs. You know, I really subscribe to that foundational part of it, which is build a sound business, solve a real problem, and do it in a way you're proud of. Well, we had Tim Draper on in episode 129, and he are, and he's on the VC side, obviously. He articulated a lot of the same things that you just articulated in terms of the kinds of companies he likes investing in. So that, that was helpful. And Top Tribe will link to all of Josh's feedback. Obviously, Gusto.com is business and some of the history and in the show notes at NathanLacka.com forward slash the top 186. Again, forward slash the top 186. Eight, six. Hey, Josh, before we get into my favorite part of the show, if people want to connect with you and kind of follow your journey online personally, where can they do that? Yeah, Twitter is probably the best. Uh, my uh, handle is at Joshua Reeves and uh, thrilled to connect with folks if I can be helpful as well. Um, I really do believe a lot of folks have given me advice and mentorship over the years. What makes the entrepreneurial ecosystem, and you're a huge part of this, Nathan, so powerful is that it's not a zero-sum game and we can help each other out to be successful. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win 100 bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Tribe, many of you heard me record and share the story of how we just sold my very successful business, Heyo, in episodes 171, when I got a very suspicious email from a competitor, episode 177, when negotiations got very tense, and episode 184, when we closed the deal and the buyer came on the show live. But now what? So many people want to know, what is Nathan doing next? Guys, it's very big. You have heard it before, actually. Find out what it is live at nathanlatka.com forward slash what's next. Again, nathanlatka.com forward slash what's next. Go there now to save your seat. They are limited and we are almost full. Well, I 
Well, as you know, Josh, we didn't talk much about the the down the, the low points in this interview, but boy, are there tough times. <laughs> so it's it's always good to have a network. Exactly, it's a team effort. Yep. Well, very cool. Well, Josh, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. Do you know what's next? I do. What time is it? Uh, time for you know the name. Um. Your five favorite questions? <laughs> That's a really good guess off the top of your head. I could sense you get away from the microphone. I'm sensing you just turned your head and looked at the person that scheduled this and said, help me out. What's the name? It's, 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 <laughs> it's time for the famous five. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Number one, Josh, what's your favorite business book? Uh, Monk and the Riddle, yeah. uh, written by one of our uh, investors and a personal mentor for over 10 years. And true or false, is that the book that basically talks about the gap between business and engineering and how to solve it? <laughs> Is that right? I, I have not heard. It's not. It's not. It's a journey. It's a book, very short book. Um, you can read it in a couple hours about uh, kind of living out your own journey in life and kind of living, not living the extended life plan. How do you live in the moment and the present versus just plan for the future? It's a very introspective book. I was completely wrong. Thanks for thanks for correcting me. <laughs> Number two, Josh, is there a CEO besides the you know hundreds? Obviously, there were thousands that you have on your platform. But is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Um, yeah, first one that comes to mind is Kevin Hartz, who's the CEO and co-founder of Eventbrite, but previously started Zoom and was very involved in PayPal. Um, he's just taking a very thoughtful approach to building a long-term company. And I've always enjoyed chatting with him, reading what he's shared. Um, very much a, a mission-driven entrepreneur. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, obviously besides Gusto? <laughs> <laughs> um, one that we uh, use quite often that at Gusto is uh, Slack. Um, and it's a way to augment email. It's uh, very much an analogous experience to using um, text messaging, but it's internal to the company. What we love most is the extensibility of it. So we can add in lots of different, um, better, basically different actions, different reactions, different um, comments, functionality. It, it actually acts as a good kind of um, water cooler environment for the company when we're not all in the office together. Very cool. Yeah, they're connecting the two teams. Okay, number number four. What is your uh, Josh? What's your situation? How old are you? Are you married? Single? Do you have kids? Um, yeah, I just uh, just got married this year. So congratulations! I'm, uh, 30, thank you. I'm 32 years old. Just got married earlier this year in New Zealand. My wife and I did a destination wedding, um, and we don't have kids yet. But give us a couple of years. <laughs> Very cool. So here's the big question: Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? <laughs> I do sleep great. Um, I sleep great because, and I do get plenty of sleep because um, this is a long-term journey. There's definitely stages in my life where I was not getting enough sleep. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of work to do. It's an intense experience, but I do have a saying, which is that, you know, heroism doesn't scale. Heroes become martyrs. A sustainable business means building out a company that um, has great teams that you trust, where everything is about scalability and thinking long-term. Love that. Last question, Josh. Take us back 12 years to your 20-year-old self. What would you tell him? Yeah, I would um, really reinforce, because um, there's so much eagerness and excitement and enthusiasm at that stage in college in particular, the importance of taking time for introspection. Um, in college, it's a force structure where every quarter, every semester, a person has to think about which classes they liked, didn't like, and it can feel very natural. But once you start working, it's very easy to just have years pass by. And this is something I realized a few years out of college, but I share it with folks. You have to create your own structure for introspection, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually. Otherwise, no one will create it for you. 
Um, at Gusto, we actually give everyone on their one-year anniversary a free plane ticket anywhere in the world that expires on their second-year anniversary specifically for this reason. So however you find a way to um, take that time, take it. Otherwise, um, life will just pass you by. Love that advice. Top Tribe, there you have it. Josh Reeves with Gusto starting off with Unwrap and exiting in 2010 and now building a mammoth helping small businesses all around the world in Gusto. Josh, thanks so much for taking us to the top. Honored to be on the podcast. You bet. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday. If you guys enjoyed Josh today, go back and listen to yesterday's episode with Sean Puri. He's the CEO of Blab, and Blab's goal is 7% week-over-week growth. Here's how the founder will do it.